NFL week four. This is your FanDuel first look. And we're taking a look at just the salaries across FanDuel for NFL week four. We're going to go position by position, get a feel for what the games are to target, what the players are to target, and hopefully we'll figure out where the values are. So let's get into it. And as always with these videos, I like to start with the game tiles. Just get a sense of which games are close, competitive, high scoring, at least according to the Vegas projections. So let's get started here, taking a look at NFL week four. And first game on the docket here, we got the commanders at the Eagles. Eagles sporting a pretty healthy 26 and a quarter point team total. Um, with the Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurts is always in play and he's certainly in play in a spot like this. I think um, DeAndre Swift has really shown me something. He's shown me that he's quite good. So I'm going to be interested in DeAndre Swift as well. I think he's got a reasonable price tag on FanDuel. Not as great as on DraftKings, but still a reasonable price tag on FanDuel. So we have some interest there. Um, and probably Eagles defense, depending on where that's priced here with Sam uh, uh, Howell not being that good, right? So next up, we've got Steelers at the Texans. And, you know, I've been really, really encouraged by the Texans in terms of how much they're throwing the football. As far as attacking the Texans, normally you want to attack them via the run. And it's really tough to trust Najee Harris or Jalen Warren or any of the running backs for the Steelers there. So not super excited about that. I, I do think that the Texans with CJ Stroud throwing as much as he is each game, I think we'll probably see a continuation of that theme. So certainly those pass catchers for the Texans are going to be on the periphery of interest, but probably not at the peak level for me. Um, I think there may be, you know, maybe like a George Pickens on the Steelers might be some interest as well. Next up, we got the Rams at the Colts. And I really like this game. You know, Anthony Richardson, you know, we haven't really seen it. I, so Anthony Richardson is a bandwagon. I want on before it takes off. Uh, I believe that Anthony Richardson, based on what he's been doing so far, just his first three games, uh, and, and he had already put up 17 fantasy points in the first quarter last week before he came out of the game. The guy is going full beast mode. Uh, it, it's reminding me a little bit of RG3 season one, and I want to be there for this. So even in a week where there's some other sexier games on the slate, I am excited to uh, really target this game a little bit, particularly Richardson. I like both of his pass catches, Pittman and, and Downs, but primarily Richardson on, on that side. And of course, with the Rams, you know, you got Puka, you got Tutu, you got all kinds of wacky named players just going crazy right now. So uh, certainly staying on the periphery for me as well. And Richardson will be somebody that I built some lineups around this week for sure. Uh, Ravens at the Browns. You know, I don't like these divisional matchups, especially AFC North and slow and, and defense and all of that. So this, this one doesn't really promise uh, a whole lot of great offense. I would pay attention to both defenses if they're cheap enough, but that's about it. Bengals at the Titans, 41 and a half point total. Again, another really low total game. Not super excited to target players from this one. Normally, I like to target wide receivers and quarterbacks against the Titans. Titans can't really stop the pass. They're better against the run. But, um, you know, with Burroughs calf issues, I'm really just kind of off of it. Um, next up, we got the Vikings at the Panthers. And again, the Panthers, no no more Andy Dalton. Probably going to get Bryce Young back. If, if uh, Bryce Young was not back, I'd be interested in some of these pass catchers, like, uh, you know, maybe go back to, nah, actually on FanDuel, no. It's more of a DraftKings play, Thielen. But um, I'd probably be more interested in pieces from the Panthers if it was Dalton in there, even a Miles Sanders. But with Bryce Young, he's just so inefficient as a rookie that I don't think I can trust him at all. And, and I'm not really uh, excited about the Vikings this particular week. 
Um, next up, we got the Bucks at the Saints. Saints uh, probably going to have Jameis Winston, Jameis Pick Sixton at the helm. And, um, you know, I like him. He's a, he's, a, he's a gunslinger and all of that. He usually produces quality outcomes for his pass catchers. Uh, you know, I don't think it's great for the return of Kamara. Kamara will be back this week. I'm not super excited about that, but this game doesn't really, uh, doesn't really excite me too much. You know, Broncos at the Bears, 46-point total. This game has some sneaky appeal, especially on the Broncos' side. The Broncos got humiliated last week. Um, I think actually on both sides, the Bears have just been humiliated every week of the season. Something's got to give. Both of these loser teams, somebody's got to play better. Uh, the total, surprisingly good. A lot of cheap players on both sides uh, of this game. So it's tough to trust the running game of the Broncos right now. It's tough to trust anything going on for Chicago right now, but we might have to force feed some pieces for this game into some lineups. You know, Javante Williams, when is, when is he going to be the true starter for the Broncos? I don't know. This would be a great game for him to break out, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Jerry Judy, you know, fine. Uh, last week was Court and Sutton week. I think this is going to be Jerry Judy week. Do we want to pay for him? We'll see. Uh, DJ Moore's been actually pretty good considering how bad the Bears have been overall. Can you keep it going? The salary's pretty low on DJ Moore. So I'm interested in that as well. Now we get the big one. Bills taking on the Dolphins. 53 and a half point total. Miami scoring like crazy. Uh, 28 point team total for the Bills. What? Uh-oh. That's an exciting game right there. I love it. So um, this is a game we're going to try to build around. But again, uh, I've been checking, you know, as I've looked over the FanDuel scoring, uh, the FanDuel salaries this week, it is not that easy to build around this game. All of the salaries are kind of high. So we are probably going to be building our lineup somewhat around this one. So stay tuned for that, right? Um, looking at the rest of the slate, the only other game that really pops off here, uh, Raiders at the Chargers, 47.5 point total. You know, the Chargers are home 26 uh, and three quarter point team projection so this looks like a game where the chargers passing offense could do it again eckler may be back for this one and if he is all bets are off uh on on fanduel they effectively priced up keenan allen i would call it beyond the level where you should play him right so we'll we'll get into that as we look at the salaries but keenan allen's priced up too high for me is unplayable at that price but maybe a palmer might be interested that wr2 uh i don't know about quentin johnson but maybe that WR3, I guess, he might be that guy. We'll have to take a look and see where he's priced. Maybe Quentin Johnston here. Um, on the Raiders side, Devontae Adams has been looking pretty good, looking himself, and I think go back to that. Uh, Josh Jacobs has yet to have sort of a, uh, a game that was worth rostering him for, so we'll see if uh, that trend continues. Last couple games really don't carry much uh, interest for me outside of the defenses. You know, San Francisco's got the 29-point total. They will score in this game. San Francisco... Technically, I should be really interested in San Francisco. They're going to score in this game. But it's hard to pinpoint where the scores are going to come from. Uh, with Ayuk and Debo in there now, it's really hard to sort of pinpoint who they're going to throw to. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's priced at an insane level. You can't really afford it. So it, it's not the easiest team to build around, especially in a non-competitive environment. So with that being said, let's jump over to FanDuel and go position by position and talk through some of these spots. All right, so let's start with the QB position as usual. And again, right at the top of the list here is Josh Allen, 9K. You know, he's probably the best play from a raw 
points perspective on the slate. I love this matchup uh, at home against the Dolphins. So perfect world. I'd like to build a lineup around Josh Allen. Now, I purposefully try not to use the most expensive QB in these first look videos. I feel like that's a little bit copping out, like, oh, you're taking the most expensive guy. That's too easy. But in this case, I'll, I'll we're going to talk about some other ones, and maybe we'll switch off. But I do love Josh Allen. I do think he is the best QB play on the slate, um, followed pretty close behind by uh, by Tua. So we'll start with, with Josh Allen here. Jalen Hurts, always playable, certainly in play this week, but we've seen the last few weeks that in blowout situations, like uh, this past week was a blowout win for Jalen Hurts. He didn't really need to do much, you know, and, and these easy wins we haven't seen as much. Um, we haven't seen a ceiling game yet out of Jalen Hurts. So we'll stay tuned for that. But I do think that the emergence of DeAndre Swift is going to put a damper on Jalen a little bit. In, especially in non-competitive environments. They never really had a running back that they could rely on, so Hertz would, was doing it all himself. They're a little bit relying on the running backs now, so that's going to moot Hertz again, unless in uh, we're talking competitive environments. So uh, that's sort of the theme I'm going with here for Hertz. Uh, we talk about Herbert, good spot, probably less good than Allen or Tua, and he's priced in the middle of the two, so do with that what you will, but... It's really tough with Herbert because on FanDuel, they priced up Keenan Allen to a ridiculous level. So it's just tougher to stack him. I'll have some lineups with him, but probably, like I said, mixed with Palmer or Quentin Johnston or something like that. Johnston. Not super interested in Lamar this week. Tua, I love, and he would be my number two choice here behind Josh Allen. Tua's been great, right? You got to take the home QB just because that's what you got to do. But in general, Tua is pretty much just as good of a play, and he is 1,000 cheaper. So at some point, if you actually want to play these guys with their stud-wide receivers, I don't even think you can make the line. Like, I tried to make a lineup before with Josh Allen and Diggs and Tyreek Hill, and it is just not easy. You got to find a lot of value, a lot of sketchy value, if you ask me. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But Tua might be the better choice of QB just to save the 1,000. Moving on from here, Anthony Richardson, 7,600 on FanDuel. That is a solid uh, spot. Again, last week, Richardson, just, just in the first quarter, 35 rushing yards, two rushing TDs, um, 56 passing yards. Like, he's doing it all. He's running them in. Now, you take away the two TDs, obviously that's a lot of those points, but... He's just able to pile on points so quick. This is just the first quarter. Imagine you expand this to a four-quarter game. That's 20, 80 fantasy points. Obviously, it's not happening. But you get the idea here. It's just not that difficult for someone like Richardson to get 30-plus fantasy points in a game. And that's what we really need if we're taking down tournaments. So even a great game from uh, Tua or, or Josh Allen, you know, this past week... Uh, Miami scored 70 points in that game and Tua got 30. So obviously they ran for a lot of those touchdowns, but a couple of them were passing to those running backs. And, and similarly, Josh Allen hasn't, I don't even think passed uh, 30 points this season. So neither one of these guys, basically Richardson is outscoring all of them. Now, none of them have had this matchup, the ultimate matchup, which is why in the end of the day, Allen Tua better plays for me than Richardson, but I like all three. Continuing on, 
you know, Russell Wilson's playable against uh, Denver defense, uh, against Chicago defense, as crazy as that seems. Again, I like these other plays a lot better, but certainly can't ignore it. Also, fields in large field GPP uh, tournament play, very small exposure, just in case he eventually stops sucking. At some point, I keep wanting to believe it. Or maybe he's them. Trade him to the Jets. We'll take him. We're used to shitty quarterbacks. It's fine. We'll embrace him. But I don't know what's going on with Fields. I definitely don't trust him. Um, yeah, Burrow, no. Uh, injured calf, no, no, no. Purdy, eh. So I guess if you're paying all the way down, maybe Purdy uh, at 7,100. His team is projected to score the most points out of any team this week, uh, even though Purdy is rarely kind of putting up monster numbers. But 7K, 71421, that's already 3X uh, versus, you know, Allen 9, 1827. So Allen needs to get you about 36 to sort of make tournament winning value where someone like Purdy, maybe 28, gets you there. He could do it. Both of them can. All right, let's move on to the running back position. I don't see anybody sort of less expensive here. Uh, yeah, Andy Dalton, no. So I get, no, no, no. Yeah, that's about it at, at QB for this week. So let's talk wide receivers uh, real quick. We're just talking through here, but obviously Josh Allen, it, when he's in your lineup, you do want to try to squeeze uh, some digs in there if possible. Uh, so that'd be a nice stack. I also, you know, obviously uh, Tyreek Hill is part of that incredible game. And look at Keenan Allen priced all the way up at 9,500. Like this is what I was talking about. As much as I like, you know, the Chargers, and Keenan Allen, more so when Eckler is out because they just have to throw as much as they have to throw because Josh Kelly sucks. Um, Keenan Allen just does not justify a $9,500 price tag most weeks. Obviously, he had the smash game last week and the week before, really. He's been doing really well uh, for the last few games, but that doesn't justify this salary re relative to what he does traditionally, which is more of a 20, to uh, for FanDuel, more of like a, a 15 or 14 point type player. Tyreek Hill is part of this game and he just gets peppered with targets. I think he's going to smash here unless, you know, the bills completely sell out to stop Tyreek Hill. He should have a spectacular game. Can we afford him at 9,600? We'll see, but that would be my first choice. Uh, of course, Stefan Diggs is somebody I'd want to get in a lineup, but too expensive. We're not going to be able to make lineups like this. I'm just kind of using these placeholders right now. You know, Chase is fine. Devontae's fine as a standalone play. Uh, Evans at this price is a pass for me. Uh, Olave, also fine. Standalone one-offs, right? We're not really stacking these games, but these are acceptable one-offs. Uh, Smith and Brown. Look at Smith passing A.J. Brown. Rightfully, I would say, although Brown had the big game this week. Brown chirped a little bit. We talked about it before the Sunday, uh, the, the Monday night game. And when, when the player chirps a little bit, starts complaining, get him in your lineup. Uh, the, the QBs usually choose to feed those guys. Uh, here we got C.D. Lamb, also fine. Totally good play. 7500 is a good price for, like, uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen, right? Like, Brandon Ayuk and C.D. Lamb are at the same price. What, what, what is happening here? That's where we've gotten to? I guess that's where we've gotten to. I do think uh, Dallas will bounce back this week after that disaster in Arizona. Uh, Puka, Puka's, yeah. If I'm playing a Richardson line, I'll probably save this for like build arounds this game. But I like Puka. Uh, but one player I really like here is Jalen Waddle. So let's say we can't afford Hill and Diggs with Josh Allen. 
we might be able to afford Waddle and Diggs. So play it a little in an alternative way. Even this might not work, but at least this gives us a lower cost option. Remember, the Q tag on Waddle is a concussion Q tag, which as soon as you're over the concussion, that Q there's no limitations when you get back in the game when you have a concussion. So no worries for me there with Waddle. Um, Higgins, no. Pittman, fine with Richardson. Cortland Sutton, this is ridiculous, this price. So salaries are a little weird for me on FanDuel. I, I think, um, you know, Sutton's price too high. George Pickens is probably priced too high here, although not the worst spot. I've been playing Amari Cooper most weeks. I, I think he's in pl playable here. That's too much, too much, too much, probably too much, although Judy's okay. Davis, a, an interesting pairing with Josh Allen here, touchdown guy. So if I didn't want, if I want to kind of go alternatives, we could put Davis in here instead of Diggs. Could work. Not my favorite, but it definitely could work. And I, I guess one argument for that is the, the Dolphins have Xavier Howard. He'll probably be on Diggs for most of this game. I say probably because Diggs moves around a ton and they'll find ways to get him open. But I would imagine that Xavier Howard would be on Diggs more often than he would be on Gabriel Davis, but he'll be on Davis sometimes too. So it's kind of a moot point. Unless the Dolphins just specifically choose to stop Diggs and, you know, have Xavier follow him around. And again, all this assumes Xavier's healthy. The guy's always hurt. So you never know. All right, continuing on. Um, again, not a game I'm really targeting, but Godwin, 6,500 is okay. Uh, Nico Collins, 6,400 just all right. Here's your tank, Dell and Tutu Atwell in the low sixes. There's my guy, Josh Palmer. 6,100. It's a lot of good plays down here around 6K on FanDuel this week. Palmer, DJ Moore, and Zay Flowers, all playable to me. Uh, even, even Tank Dell and Tutu. I think this whole zone here is really playable. If we're building around the uh, the Colts game, I almost want to because it seems more fun. I might do a bring back with one of these guys. So if we're kind of building around that game, I might do a bring back with one of those guys, right? But, we're, you know, I'm kind of choosing to build around this Bills game, which is the sort of most obvious game of the week, let's call it. So just kind of building around that one. But I like the, again, I continue to like the idea of a Colts build and with some bringbacks uh, as well. So uh, from the Rams. Josh Palmer, 6,100, going to plug him in. Uh, DJ Moore is very playable at 6,100 as well. No problem there. I know I know that Chicago's been terrible, but if you take a look at DJ Moore, he's been fine. Um, there you go. You got your 12s, your 13s, 2.5x so far, and these have been horrible games. So at some point, you have to hope that Justin Fields will just play competently, and then DJ Moore is going to explode. It's really interesting how FanDuel is moving the salaries so aggressively just based off of one good game. Like all of a sudden, Cortland Sutton is priced up because he had that big game. I get it. But at the same time, no. Looking down the rest of the wide receiver group, Jahan Dotson pops uh, stands out for me a little bit at uh, tw at fifty five hundred. This kid hasn't done it this year yet, but he, you know, he's getting some targets, and more importantly, he has been a touchdown scorer in his career. I don't know if that means anything or not. Oh, I scored touchdowns, but I think it does. But he's been a touchdown scorer, and at this price. I'm interested at 5,500. Uh, Josh Downs at 5,400 again, back to that Colts game. You know, this kid got 12 targets, eight receptions last week. He made my list for uh, DraftKings last week, and it worked out pretty well. Every Everybody was muted by the Tank Dell core play smash, of course. But 
we gave out some alternative uh, inexpensive plays last week, like Thielen and Downs, and they all they worked out too. They were great. That's why everybody smashed so well last week. That's why all those big win screenshots flew in from DFS Army uh, subscribers, DFS Army um, members, and and you guys who watch these videos who email us back your incredible lineups. Uh, we love you guys, the DFS Army family, and it was amazing what happened last week. And that's what happens when you nail your cheapies, right? It's hard. It's easy to pick studs, especially last week. Where we're like, yeah, Jefferson, Williams, and Allen. So you had the three studs, and then you just filled in the cheapies. And if you got your running backs right, which basically meant if you played Mostert, you probably had a pretty good day. Okay, continuing on here. Um, just looking through the rest of these wide receivers. I'm looking for anybody that pops off here and and how how cheap we can get. I guess the best, the the last best might be Quentin Johnson and Johnston. Oh, it is Johnston. So I said it right the first time. Good call. Um, Quentin Johnston probably going to start for the Chargers here. And if we want to get real inexpensive, that could be a way to go. So we could just plug in Quentin Johnston, hope that he gets a touchdown because you'll need the touchdown to get like that 12, 13 that you kind of need from him. I highly doubt that Quentin Johnston is going to get us, you know, 20 fantasy points from the spot, but you never know. You never know. Gonna plug in more as well for now. And we'll see what happens when we when we fill in our defenses and all that other stuff. By the way, let me know which defense you guys are targeting on FanDuel this week in the comments section below. I'm finding defense a little bit tricky for NFL week four, but let's see. Uh let's see what we could figure out here. So Raiders, no, Cardinals, no, Bears, no, Panthers, no, Commanders, no, Rams, maybe. I'd like the Rams a little bit more if they were at home. I don't mind targeting rookie QBs, even ones I like, like Anthony Richardson. So maybe, but not excited about them. Texans, maybe, but not excited about them either. You know, Pittsburgh has been very generous to opposing defenses so far to start the season. So YOLO, right? Uh, no, no, no. Denver at 3,900. Yes. We could play Denver here. Um, Chicago's been awful until they prove that they're not terrible. I think you could just keep targeting defenses against them. There's no reason really to keep going. But Titans, sure, why not against the hobbled Joe Burrow, I guess. Uh, Baltimore, no. Cincinnati, no. Vikings, yes. Oh, uh, Vikings can be played against Bryce Young, so uh, I'd rather them be at home, but on the road, even uh, playable as well, 4,200. So I'm, I'm good with that. Saints, the Bucks, no. Steelers, yeah. Play some Steelers at Houston, some San Francisco, that's for sure. Love San Francisco here. Uh, Dallas, yes. Bucks at New Orleans, pick Sixton. Look at FanDuel pricing up the Bucks. You know, Bucks defense, like going up against Jameis, like they know him. They know what to do. Pick six. So we'll see if that happens in this game, but they're going to need some pick sixes to justify this insane salary level. All right. Looking at. Actually, let's do tight end first, and then we'll go to running backs and fill in the flex. So going through the tight end positions here, you know, Hawkinson, 7,200, you know, averaging 13 uh, Fanduel points per game. Yeah, should continue. Should keep doing that. That's not quite 2x. Like, it's not quite enough to make it worth rostering, but probably the best um, TE play on the slate. I like Andrews as well. I, I, I'm not going to be able to afford him in this type of build, but, you know, Andrews gets touchdowns, and, you know, he's been pretty good on the season, and there's just not that many exciting tight ends on this particular slate to choose from. 
George Kittle's usually not somebody I play a whole lot of. He's not really doing much this year. Hunter Henry, more of a luck guy than I think somebody who's worth 6K. I'm, I'm just not paying it. Uh, Goddard's fine. Friermuth is, is interesting for me at 5,500. Again, hasn't been seeing a ton of volume, but all of this zone here is pretty bad. So once you get down to this level, these tight ends have just not been anything special. I wish I would have figured out Laporta last week. I really didn't get on it, but um, this whole zone is just, it's, it's almost throwing darts for me. So I don't have a massive preference for one or the other. No one's really popping out for me. I mean, you could play Gerald Everett uh, in a, uh, if it was a Herbert lineup, I guess. Cole Komet is fine if it's, you know, a Fields lineup or just, just about anything. I don't really see Parham doing it again. You know, Kincaid, the volume hasn't been hasn't been there. It, I, don't, I don't know if it's ever going to be there for him, but it certainly hasn't been there yet. So not a whole lot going on at cheap QB. Since we have Josh Allen in there, though, I guess, I guess I'll throw Kincaid on here. I don't see anybody less expensive that's of interest. Yeah. I like the price point here for Kincaid, so might as well basically throw a zero on this lineup, and we'll see if we can switch out of that later. We're going to look to upgrade some of these spots as um, as as this lineup gets completed. So let's take a look at the running backs. What do we have? 74, 33 left uh, per, per, un, uh, per position group. So we're taking a look at running backs here, and starting at the top, Christian McCaffrey's a great play. Most weeks, you know, he didn't quite make value last week. They just didn't need him that much. And I'm, I'm concerned that that'll be the case this week. Understand that a 20 out of Christian McCaffrey is not, or even a 22 on the 10 K salary. He needs a 30, a fan duel 30 and really a 35 to justify this price. That is asking a lot. It's hard to put up 30 points on fan duel. So we'll see about all that. Same thing with Eckler. I mean, this is just not a, a reasonable price for a guy coming off an injury. Uh, Pollard at 8,400, definitely more reasonable. But after last week, tough to trust. Uh, Josh Jacobs, AK, fine. Derrick Henry, you know, mix, mix him in. Raheem Mostert, I think now, has maybe gotten beyond the level where he should be. 8K for Mostert probably is a little bit much. And especially now that he looks like he's going to be fully sharing the workload. What happened last week, you might never see it again in your whole life. Where, where multiple running backs go off for, you know, three touchdowns each. That, that just doesn't happen. And I don't ever see it happening again. Like not ever, but I, I certainly don't see it happening again anytime soon. And and it's it's true. I mean, he had four touchdowns last week. It's ridiculous. It's not happening. And the other running back had four. Like it was crazy. Last week was insane. DeAndre Swift, I'm interested in. 7,800. Um, you know, he's just looking good for the team. He's getting a lot of run. I want to see what he put up. Yeah, 14.3, 25.6. So uh 16. 16 rushes, 130 yards. Didn't need him a ton. Like the game was never really in question last week, but I, but I see more of the same for Swift in that zone. Is he worth the 7,800? Probably. I like Tyron Williams. It's a no to Joe Mixon. It's not a good matchup against the Titans. Not a good price point. Zach Moss has been absolutely tearing it up. I mean, the volume is crazy on this kid. 30, 30 rushes targets. Uh, what more can you ask for? It's it's actually difficult not to play him. Might have to start playing Zach Moss. He's the only guy on the field for the team. So we'll keep him in mind. Alexander Madison, I think he's got one more week in him of being the lead guy 
maybe more than that if he can get his shit together. But he had a pretty good game last week. Had a lot of chances to score, just didn't get in the end zone. This had such a chance to be a much, much better performance than it was. Um, but I'm going back to him. I, I don't know. Maybe I like suffering. Maybe I like punishment. But I, I'll go right back to him. Uh, a couple other names I want to talk about. For the most part on FanDuel, I like to live in the slightly cheaper zone for running backs. They price up their... Um, they price up some of their running backs as soon as they kind of have a good game. So you got to, and, and it, it just makes it impossible to get quality wide receivers on your team. So, you know, in cash games, we could pay up for our running backs. But if we're going to be a tournament environment, I want to try to find those ones that have a good day. So Madison's in my mix. James Cook, yes. You know, he's in the mix. He's not getting enough goal line work, though. Probably more of a DraftKings than FanDuel play. So you can get that 100-yard bonus, but no touchdown and possibly make value on DraftKings. But you don't really do it on FanDuel without scoring touchdowns. And his average, his 12.8 fantasy points per game average is not, it's definitely not 3x. Even these last two weeks, which have been spectacular games for him, it's, you know, 65, 6, 12, 18, 20. You need more like a 20, 21. So he's not really uh, making value most weeks. Some of the other running backs that I'm, Kind of keep it in mind this week. Um, again, Miles Sanders, I think, is playable. Once again, he he he's getting good volume. I mean, you nine targets last week. You just can't deny the volume has been there. Like they're really using this guy. I, I just am worried about the Panthers with Bryce Young. To be honest, uh, they can't sustain drives. So that's the reason why I just can't get too excited about him. Um, Jerome Ford. Now I had to go in and look at usage because normally this would be a pretty good spot for uh, a running back, right? But in going back and looking at usage for Ford last week, um, you know, they actually mixed in the backups quite a bit. So let me let me just see if I can pull this up for you guys. But yeah, here we go. So Kareem Hunt, he got, yeah, five carries, a couple targets. And then the one that disturbed me is Pierre Strong getting in the game last week. Um, you know, six carries as well. So strong. And it's a lot of names getting touches but ford remains the top guy and i'm actually you know i'm I'm mildly interested in him here at 6400 right i have some interest where were we yeah ramondre tough matchup at dallas i'm not into that devon uh a chain what do you do here do you chase last week's big game i say sure why not i think you can go right back to devon here let us you know i don't i don't feel like it's chasing I feel like this kid established that he's going to have a serious role in this offense. We've seen the Miami Dolphins offense in the past with this sort of setup. You can, Marie Moster could get hurt in this game and A-Chain could go bananas. I, I like uh, Devon better than Mostert uh, due to the price differential with, with Mostert at 7,900 and uh, Devon at 6,400. I'm going to favor Devon here. Um, continuing. Yeah, Pierce finally had a decent game. Got a little bit of volume. 14 uh, carries, three targets. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Pittsburgh, not really a team I'm looking to target, though. Uh, Najee Harris also. Man, it's hard to trust that volume, but that is the ultimate matchup. But I don't trust uh, Najee at all. But that is a good matchup. Kenny Gainwell, no. So, again, in order to fit these studs in, if we want to do studs, we're going to have to try to find some cheaper running backs. So one of my favorite candidates for this week is Gus Edwards. He came out of the game uh, this past week with a concussion. I think it'd be fine. Assuming he does play, though, he had already gotten 11 carries, was running routes, even though he didn't catch any 
targets or, or receptions. He was out running uh, routes uh, on passing downs for the team. So uh, for as long as it's just Gus Edwards and really Melvin Gordon, as long as uh, Hill isn't back yet, I'm going to have some interest in Edwards, of course, assuming he plays. Javante Williams, another one. Cannot trust the volume here, but what a matchup, right, against Chicago. Why? When? When are they going to give him the, the work? Come on, it's time. So I don't know if that's happening this week, but at some point, Javante, Javante is a very good football player. At some point, I think he'll have a meaningful volume and meaningful fantasy stat lines. And if you're ever going to do it, uh, at Chicago is as good as it gets. So I'd have some interest there. But I'm going to slot Gus Edwards in here as sort of the cheap RB2 for now. Let's see, 9,200 left. And then I'm going to make some adjustments to this lineup based on what we could still afford. But um, continuing on down this running back list, again, Javante of interest as well, but again, floor super low, but the salary is reflective of that. The only other running back that really kind of even sparks the slightest hint of interest would be Roshan Johnson. It looks like he's making his way up to RB1 for Chicago, but isn't quite there yet. So I, I don't know that I'm ready to commit to any of that. I mean, if you want to get GPP crazy, I talked about it, I think, at the beginning, but wouldn't it make more sense for San Francisco in this blowout game to like run Elijah a little bit instead of just pounding Christian McCaffrey with work in all these blowout games? It doesn't make sense. Why would you keep doing that? So I think at some point they're going to start, you know, pouring the volume onto uh, Mitchell. And this might be that game. Uh, this could be a blowout. Like think about last week where Miami just had two running backs tearing it up. So I kind of want to put Devon here in this spot as well. And, that leaves us 2,800. So if we do this and we, we get our 2,800, I'm going to show you guys a couple of different variations of a lineup like this because there's just one way to go, right? So this would be a Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, uh, Dalton Kincaid double stack. Uh, the only bring back for Miami in this one is Devon. Now, of course, this has 2,800 left, so you couldn't leave a lineup like this. I, I like Quentin Johnson here, but you know if we take him out, we, we have 8K remaining, and this gets us up to... Uh, Jalen Waddle, and I, I like the yeah. Here we here he is. Jalen Waddle still have a little bit of salary to improve somewhere else. So in in this approach, we have Allen, Diggs, Waddle, Devon, Dalton, right? With eight hundred to spend to improve a spot. So I might look to improve. Let's say Madison. Let's see what happens there. Eh, where can we where can we actually improve? Sometimes it's not a real improvement. Well, we can get up to Kyron Williams or Swift uh, or even Zach Moss, who hasn't been terrible. So we can even do something like that. I could probably also move up from this RB2. Actually, we move Devon into the RB2 spot right here with the 6,400. Ford could be in that spot as well. I wouldn't hate Kamara there, so there's a lot of ways to go. And we have a final spot for 4,800. And you know what? We could, again, Ford go to flex and see if there's anybody flexy sexy that we could put in there but generally i do want to i do want to run running backs in the flex on on fanduel so yeah naji kittle tank dell lots and lots of good choices for this spot uh josh palmer could work right there josh palmer could work instead of dj moore and we could slide in another running back like a uh, ford uh, again ford did not get as much work as i wanted to see last week but i think the uh, Baltimore will continue to be run heavy. The other, uh, the other way to go would be to adjust tight end to a better player. So a lot of different ways to go, a lot of flexibility. And again, we started with, we started with Josh Allen, 
But I mentioned before, Tua just as good, right? Maybe better. And with Tua in there, I can go to Tyreek Hill and probably still get Diggs in, in a lineup like that. I, I feel less of a priority for Diggs than Hill for some reason. Don't I don't know why, but I just do. And, you know, that just kind of changed it. So this is a Tua Hill Diggs approach. Totally works. The other thing could be um, Tua Hill with Devon and maybe putting in Let's see here. So if we put in a cheaper wide receiver, one of our other $6,100 guys that we like a lot. Um, so again, I really like more. I don't want to get rid of that, but could go with a, um, here he is, like Palmer, who I also like this week as part of that other game. Again, it gets us 7,800 for the flex. And now we can actually get a bit of a stud in here in the flex spot. So that gets us on, let's say, DeAndre Swift or, or yeah, he'd be my, my choice at this price point. So like a DeAndre Swift works there. So a lot of different ways to go for NFL week four on FanDuel. Let's pay attention as the week progresses. We'll see about injury updates and stuff like that. They're usually a value spot or two that opens up over the course of the week. Uh, I hope that we have another incredible smash week like week three went. So good luck out there, guys. Let me know who your favorite QB wide receiver stack is to start the week. Are you on board with the Josh Allen or, or to a sort of chalk? Are, are you finding some alternatives going to play some Russ, some, some, uh, again, my favorite alt play is going to be Richardson. So let me know who your favorite non uh, chalk running back uh, so QB wide receiver stack is for this week. Smash the like, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you guys next time.